Welcome to another episode of the Yours Truly podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a lot of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 36 of the Yours, Julie podcast. My wonderful, beautiful people that I can't see, but I do know that you're there because podcast analytics tells me so. So if you're new to the podcast, I always like to give a warm welcome to you, however you navigated your way here to our little corner of the podcast internet. So truly glad that you are joining us. If you're hanging out with me for the 36th time, so glad you came back. And today's episode is so unique and special to me, and I can't wait to intro this idea to you guys, and more importantly, intro this awesome human being and guest to you guys that I have on today's podcast. But before I get there, you guys know how it goes. If you've hung out with me on the podcast before, you know that we always feature a weekly post from the Yours Truly Goal Slayers Facebook community. So this is a private Facebook community that I run for like-minded people who are learning or relearning, I should say, to eat, live, love more intuitively so that they can overcome restriction, diet rules, all of the negativity that is taught to us about food these days, and they can reconnect with the version of themselves that is naturally confident, that naturally knows how to eat. And we do this in a community setting because if one thing that if there is one thing, there we go, that is absolutely necessary to this journey, it's finding the right team and finding the right support system because relearning how to eat intuitively is tough. It's hard, right? No matter how intuitive, air quotes, it may be, it's really hard to unlearn a lot of the rules that we have around nutrition and relearn them in a different way. So my pre-fry, my, wow, good, good words, Claire. My free, there we go, private, yes, Facebook community is a wonderful place to find that community there. So the post that I want to feature on today's podcast is one from a little while ago. I'm recording this in future, in advance, because I'm going on a little trip and I want to make sure this podcast episode comes out on time. But this one was from about two or three weeks ago when this podcast releases. But this is from a current client of mine who writes... I had my call with Claire late last week, and here is my biggest takeaway from our meeting. Let your inner voice be your mentor, not your critic. We often, we are often shaming ourselves with that inner food police voice with things like, you shouldn't be eating this, or you shouldn't have eaten X instead of Y, or, well, you ruined the progress of healthy eating today by eating that, ugh, step off already, she says. I'm working to replace that inner monologue with a more gentle Morgan Freeman, parentheses, free woman (laughs) type of mentoring voice with tone and verbiage that one might use if if mentoring someone in real life. As a mentor, I would encourage, guide, suggest, recommend, and pass on positive words of guidance and experience and praise. So I want to thank, give a special shout out to this goal slayer for this wonderful reflection. And I think what she brings up is so important. If you listen to last week's episode, episode 35, I was talking about how to add back enjoyment, adventure, memory, and experience to food. And one thing I really touched on in that episode was the importance of turning down the volume of the food police and turning up the volume of your inner voice, right? Your inner mentor voice, your inner detective voice, whatever kind of voice that you want to call it, we have to learn to upregulate that kinder, more gentle version of ourselves in order to make progress on this journey and to not beat ourselves up along the way for everything that goes differently than we had planned or expected. 
So shout out to all of my goal slayers. You guys know this is the time in the podcast where I hand you through the mic. I'm actually doing the hand motion of handing you something right now. You can't see me, but believe me, I am. This is where I hand you the open invitation to come join us and hang out with us in this private community. It is totally free to join. The only thing that I will have you do is fill out an application beforehand so I that so I can ensure that this community stays the best, most positive, uplifting and supportive place on the internet and so that I can get to know you and lay a couple of ground rules as to what you can expect as a member of this community. So if you're interested, you're like, "Yes, I need support and I want messages like that." on my Facebook feed every day instead of negative diet culture messages, you can find the link to the application in my bio on Instagram. My name there is at Claire Tuning. It's just my name. There is a link that will bring you directly to the application. Once you do the application, I will reach out and invite you to the community if I feel like you would be a good fit, of course. If you want to access this more directly or if you're not on Instagram, you can always friend me on Facebook. Again, my name there is Claire Tuning and you can send me a message saying, hey, I heard you on the podcast. I heard that I can come join the group. I'll be like, yes, you heard right. Here's the application and you can join that way. So that is all I have to say about the goal slaying community. The other announcement that I do have, similar to the announcement that I had on last week's episode, is the free Are You Ready to Become an Intuitive Eating or Intuitive Eater quiz that I have generated for you is still live, still open for your responses in my bio on Instagram. Again, you can connect with me on Facebook and I can send it to you in a message that way. But this quiz is to determine if the intuitive eating path is a good fit for you right now in your life. I always tell people, spoiler alert, intuitive eating is for everyone. But as I described last week, really dedicating yourself to the path of unlearning a lot of these negative messages around food and relearning it in a more positive way takes dedication of mindset, right? It really takes a full, all-in, immersive experience. So what this quiz is designed to do is to say, where are you right now in your relationship with your health and food? Where do you want to go? You know, how is food to you in your head right now? And then the cool thing about it, once you submit this quiz, if you're wondering, hey, is intuitive eating right for me at this time in my life? You're not going to get a canned response. You're going to get a detailed, personalized response from me, from yours truly. So when you submit the quiz, give me at least 24 hours because I am working on getting these back on a personalized level, but you'll get answers from me on how you can start to improve your relationship with food and use intuitive eating to your benefit if this is the right time for you to begin or re-begin, I should say, on that journey. So again, the link to that free quiz with personalized answers you will receive also lives in my bio on Instagram. So, da 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 you guys know how it goes around here. Your girl Claire doesn't have fancy transition music, but she does have a set of vocal cords that she can create fancy transition music with. So that was my fancy transition to intro today's guest. So this week we are switching it up a little bit here on the Yours Truly podcast. So you guys who have been following the podcast, who have listened to prior episodes, you know that I bring on a lot of guests who are fellow nutrition experts, whether dietitians, nutrition coaches. I want to get some yoga teachers on here in the future, but they're typically people who interact with the world from a coach or a mentor position. What is different about this episode today as I am bringing on one of my current clients, this is a client we have been working together for going on five months now. I am so incredibly blown away by this client and you will be too. His name is David and he has been so amazing, not only throughout this journey, but also in volunteering his time and being okay with, with sharing his story and allowing me to share his name and just 
opening up to this podcast platform on where he started, what he has learned on this journey, and even offering a little bit of helpful advice to not only his past self, but also to you who may be listening and you're wondering like, I am a little bit fearful of what this journey will bring. And I want to hear what it has been like from someone's perspective who has gone through it before and who is currently living through this process. So the information that he brings to our podcast platform today is invaluable. And David, I want to speak directly to you here because I know you will listen to this podcast at some point in time. I want to say, just blast it out into the world here that I could not be more proud of you for how much you have grown as a client, for how much you are growing as a future registered dietitian. Seriously, you guys are going to be blown away by how much of an impact this guy is going to make. So I couldn't be more grateful to have a position in your life, David, and to walk hand in hand with you in improving your relationship with food, which in turn gives you life back, right? Which will in turn improve your relationship with everything else that you decide to do today and in the future. And before I cry all over the mic, because I have, I developed such awesome relationships with my clients and I feel such an immense spot of gratitude in my heart for this human being and for all of my clients in general. So before I turn this into a waterworks show on the mic, here is my conversation with David and I hope you enjoy. All right, audience, if we're going to call it that, um, I am sitting here with current friend and client of mine. His name is David, who was so wonderful to volunteer his time to come on the Yours Truly podcast to share a little bit of his story with you. So David, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Claire. How are you? I am doing very well, I feel like. So for anyone listening to the podcast, we're going to be real with you. David and I actually just got off our actual coaching call and we're continuing over here. So we're getting to see a lot of each other today, which is never a bad thing. It's pretty cool. So what I want to know from you before we kind of like get into your story and how we connected, just tell everyone who's listening a little bit about you, where you're from, what you do. You've been up to some exciting stuff recently. So just tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah. So, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is David, like Claire said, and I am an undergraduate student in Florida. Um, I'm about to graduate in May, so that's really exciting. Uh, my degrees are going to be in biological health sciences and psychology. Um, and then I had a revelation my sophomore year that I wanted to be a dietitian, so I'm off to follow Claire's path. I'm going to go get a master's of public health, and I'm kind of torn between two schools. I don't know if I should say their names or not, but uh, University of Michigan and UNC Chapel Hill. So uh, like Claire said, it's been exciting because I'm on spring break right now and it's been going back and forth between the schools and kind of touring and seeing which one's going to be my my school of choice. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Very cool. Maybe if anyone who's listening is like a diehard fan for either school, they'll have to like message you afterwards and be like, go here, go there. Maybe you'll get a little bit of insider scoop um, if this comes out before you have to make your decision. So very awesome. What I want to know from you now, which I think it's kind of interesting when we're talking about an online business and like connecting through the interwebs with real people, what I want to know from you simply because I don't think we've talked about this since we've started working together, but how did we first connect? Like, what's your version of the story of how you found yours, Julie, and how she found you? <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know if you guys know, but Claire has a cousin, Chase, and Chase also does a podcast, and uh, it's called Ever Forward Radio. And so I used to listen to Chase all the time, and I, st- I still listen to him. And one episode, he had Claire on. And Claire, it was, I can't remember what the title of the episode was, but it was like intuitive eating. And I was like, what the heck is intuitive eating? Like <laughs> I always been that person that was at the gym and I used to track my macros and use my fitness pal and all of that. And I was like, what is this like baloney kind of? And so I was like, you know what, let me listen to this. So Claire started talking and I was just like, this is, this is a little too woo woo for me. So, um, but you know, to each their own. And so I just kind of went about my life um, for a couple months and I come from a passive disordered eating. And so 
I kind of, I just hit this wall um, back in October of 2018 and I just knew that something needed to change. And so I remember seeing a dietitian uh, at my campus for a little bit and that just, it wasn't really working out. And I stumbled upon Claire somehow again, and my mom would have called it like a God wink. And I was <laughs> like, okay, you know what? I have tried all of this other stuff. Maybe it's time to go woo woo. And so I jumped on the intuitive eating train. I contacted Claire and um, we have been working together for what? Almost four months. Four, four going on five months. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I've never heard your side of the story in that way. I assume because I knew you came through the ever forward podcast. I assumed it was like, Oh, I listened to this podcast. Oh, it was cool. Like I'm going to connect with Claire. I didn't realize there was kind of like a lag time in there where you thought I was just like yeah. a weirdo and a, which let's be real. <laughs> like <laughs> it's there. Right. So I'm, I'm glad that you're like, ah, oh, like cool, but not for me. And then you let it sit a little while and you're like, well, maybe it's not all as weird as it's cracked up to be, right? Like maybe mm -hmm. there's something to it. So uh, what I want to know from you, you kind of said you hit a wall. What ultimately drove you to reach out for help? Like, I, cause I know you were hanging out in the Facebook community that we talk about here all the time. Yeah. I know you were hanging out there and then I, one day you just ultimately reached out for help. So kind of what was your light bulb moment where it's like, maybe the woo woo girl has something to say. <laughs> I, you know, so what was going on? So I, and it's kind of like the same thing in high school where it's the first semester of like your junior year or this, it was my senior year, but like that first semester you're applying to schools. And so I was applying to graduate schools. I was working, I was doing research. I was trying to be like my healthiest self by working out and making sure I ate healthy and still trying to socialize with friends. And it was just, it got to be too much. And so I just, hit this wall. And I remember I got off the phone with my boss after she had chewed me out for something that was just, it was so minor. And I don't know if she was having a bad day or what, but it just happened. And I just remember calling my mom and I was just like, mom, I can't do this. I'm just, I'm so over it. And I, it hit me in that moment that I was just, I was done, but it was with so much more than just being like stressed out. I realized that I had buried all of these things inside that were just finally coming to the surface. And it was like I had buried my disordered eating for years and I knew it was there. I just didn't want to admit it to anyone. And when all of that came back to the surface, I have suffered with like depression in high school. And so that started coming back and I knew that I didn't want to go down that path again. And I just, I had joined the Facebook group. And when that happened, I just remember telling my mom, like, I found this girl, she's a dietitian, and she is talking about this, like, whole body health, intuitive eating approach, and I don't know what else to do, but something is telling me that I need to work with her, and thankfully, my mom was just on board with it, and she helps me out with, you know, the cost of that, but it's definitely, it's been the best thing I've ever done for myself, was just taking that time because like Claire knows I'm a type A personality. Like I will help everyone before I help myself. And I just do so much stuff. And that was the first time that I've really just stopped and done something for me. And it's just something that I am glad I did because I definitely cannot, like I knew that I couldn't go into my future being the person that I was like, I needed to be the person that could also be there for people, but be strong enough to be there for myself so that I could take care of what I need to take care of in the future. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think people will really resonate with that because I think most people have had some type of moment like that in their life where it's like so much is going on and it's like, I'm Wonder Woman or I'm Superman and I can handle it all. And then like one little thing, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? One little thing happens and you're like, I'm done. And you realize it's not just with the one instance that was a straw that mm -hmm. broke the camel's back, but it's like, I've been doing all of this stuff that is not adding value to my life. I've been detracting value from my life from all of these things that I've been doing and something's got to give, right? And it's not just the job. It's not just the relationship with food. It's not just the relationship with your friends. It's everything, right? Because something that you and I have talked a lot about, it's like, 
things don't happen in isolation, right? Everything yeah. happens in our life as a whole. And that's why this whole mind, body, spirit approach, I think is so important because it's not just about the food. And I think that's something that you and I can definitely agree on at this point where you're like, it is about how I approach movement. It is about how I approach my time with my friends and my family. It is about how I approach food, but they all fit together. So what I want to know from you, and I know this is going to be a really loaded question because in saying that it's a full mind body approach, obviously we talk about a lot of different things in healing the relationship to food and life, right? So what I want to know from you in this loaded question, what do you feel like so far has been one of the biggest lessons you've learned in relearning how to eat intuitively? I think um, the first thing that comes to mind is something that I always say to Claire and she's actually started saying now is the phrase is, it's not that serious. And yep. I got it from this YouTuber that I watch. His name is Travis S. And he used to say it all the time. And it it was never something that really resonated with me um, because I'm that type A person. Like everything is serious. Everything needs to be done according to like a T. And when I started working with Claire, that just, it was that realization that it's not that serious and your body is so smart. It knows what it wants. It knows what it's craving. And your job is just to honor whatever it is and to, you know, make those decisions that are going to make it feel like its best self. And so it, it just, I, I just knew that I, I just had to accept that, you know, it's not that serious. I don't need to follow numbers to, you know, the exact gram, like my body is smarter than that. Um, and there's just, there's so much more to life than the numbers. And, you know, you can't put a number on celebrating your friend's birthday and having that piece of cake. You can't put a number on like, one of my favorite things to do is go giving coffee with friends. Like I can't put a number on how that makes me feel other than I can say that it's, it makes me feel so much more joy than just sitting there saying, Oh my gosh, this is 200 calories of a moment with my friend. Like you just can't do that. And so learning that it's just, it's not that serious. And there's just, there's so much more to life than being stuck in this numbers focused exercise, like regimen. So mm, Mike, drop. So I have to forever credit you because you did, like you said, you brought that phrase to my attention from that YouTuber who I need to look up his stuff. I've never watched the stuff, but the phrase, it's not that serious. When I think it was our very first coaching call where you brought that, my that to my attention, you were like, I want to approach food in a way that I believe, right? I don't just say it, but I believe that it's not that serious at the end of the day. And I think that is one of the best ways to put it because we do, we walk throughout life and we're like, if this doesn't add up, if this isn't perfect, if I don't get the exact rams of this, then I have failed and my day is over. Right. But in reality, like, just like you said, our bodies are so smart. And if we allow it space to be its smart, intuitive self, then we realize that it's not that serious and finding the joy in food is priceless, right? It has no number. And one, yeah. one thing too, that I'll go further into the rabbit hole if it's not that serious is the, the idea of, of positive triggers is something we've talked a lot about. And I've even talked mm -hmm. to my other clients about, it's like, how can you structure these little moments into your day where either something pops up on your phone or you have an app like you have, or you write a sticky note reminder. And I have a reminder on my phone that pops up at 12.02 PM every single day that says it's not that serious. And I think of two things. One, it's not that serious when it pops up. And I secondly think of David. So I have to thank you <laughs> and credit you for bringing that to my attention. But I want to ask you one kind of like side off question because you kept saying numbers aren't everything. And I agree. Like, Dude, we are on the same page. <laughs> My arms are up in the air. I always forget people can't see me on podcasts, but I get real animated, <laughs> like raising the roof over here. One of my favorite moments that we have had together so far is the moment where you ditched the food scale. So can you, can you laugh? you're laughing as I say this. So I want you to just like briefly paint us the picture of that moment that you were like, okay, it's not that serious and I'm going all in on ditching my food scale. Tell us one, what you did and two, what that was like for you. <laughs> so I guess like, I think this, this is uh, worthy of a little background. So I had been using like a food scale for probably at that point, it was like a year and a half or two years. And like, 
I just, it just seemed like everything, I, I, once I started using, like I needed to weigh everything. And I'm granted there's times like within those years that I went without it. Um, but it just, I knew that I wanted to stop using it, but it, it was almost like, like I, I always equated it to smoking. Like it's like smoking. You can't just tell someone to quit. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, people go cold Turkey granted, but still it's just, it's something that doesn't happen very easily. And so Claire and I had been working on like not weighing certain things and just taking it like week by week. And I just got to a point where I was just done. And I was like, we are going to be working together literally for the rest of my life. If we just start going like, you know, little by little. And also the things that we were going to have to work on next were kind of like the higher calorie things like, like peanut butter and, you know, like oils and just grains. Things are just like higher calorie. And that also freaked me out. And I was like, well, I just, I just don't want to keep doing this. And so Claire and I were on the phone and I was just like, I just need, I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but I really, I just need to throw it away. And so Claire was like, okay, well send me a video. So we got up our chicken and I went into my kitchen and I grabbed the scale out of the pantry. And I was, I just remember taking a video and I remember just slamming it on the counter and the darn things just kept working. And I was like, I don't know what to do next. So I was, I didn't want to clean up a mess in my kitchen. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just go to the back porch. So I went to the back porch and I slammed it on the ground. I stomped on it. The thing still turned on and it was just, it was pissing me off at this point. And then, so I started, I walked over to the dumpster. I was still stepping on it. And finally I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I just tossed it in the dumpster and end of the video. And I just went on a walk after that. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, I just did a thing. And she was like, what, what do you mean? Like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I, you know, threw about my scale and she started crying. I started crying. And it was just like this, it was like a cathartic moment um, to just finally get rid of that thing that was holding me back. And I think Claire can probably attest to this too, that that was just kind of the the springboard for the rest of the journey. I think that since that moment, um, it's been such a more, I don't know, just everything's just come a lot easier once I got rid of that baggage that I knew was, was there. Um, and before I had sort of recommended with Claire, like I was working with another dietitian and she told me to delete my fitness pal. And that was kind of like the first kind of stepping or springboard, I would say, um, but then, you know, the scale was the next thing. And so it's just, it's been a progression of these things that I know that are holding me back and just finally letting them go and kind of pushing them to the side. And I guess the whole kind of like the message to that story is that like, we all know the one little thing that's holding us back from recovery or from, you know, achieving the things that we want to do. And it's just, we have to address those things if we ever want life to change. And to be that, you know, the best version of yourself, like Claire would say. So I we're so on the same wavelength. And maybe it's like the inner dietitian <laughs> voice that we both have. Maybe it's the fact we've just been working together for four months. But the one thing I was gonna extrapolate from that story that you just told, that you just did it beautifully, was that like the one thing that people can take away from you saying that is you knew the thing that was a big roadblock in your journey, right? Like we all have things that we can continue to work on, but you knew the one thing that was like the big issue. And rather than just sitting here and week by week, you know, stepping it down, which was working very slowly, but surely you wanted something that was going to be a breath of fresh air. And you're like, Hey, this thing has got to go in a way where I can't get it back, right? It's like, I'm not just going to put it under my bed. I'm not just going to like put it in my cabinet. It's going away in a way where it's like, this is going to be the turning point of my journey. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that was about two months ago, I would say, give or take. And it was like the, the midpoint of our journey so far. And really ever since then, your mindset, when we talk on healthy, the app that we check on, like everything has been different, right? It's not that serious. And you've been learning week by week that it's like, you do know what to do. You didn't need that scale, but it was just kind of owning up to the fact of this isn't helping me and I need to move on. And I'm going to do that now. And the one thing I'll never forget with that video. So it was three separate, like little videos of you like throwing down the scale, stomping on the scale. I still have them saved. I like look back on them when I'm having like a down day. I'm like, (laughs) man, bring me up. Right. But the one thing that was so funny, the last stint when you were walking to the dumpster, you, it was like a longer walk than you thought it was going to be. Oh you were to the dumpster, so you were like, oh, this is a long walk. This is awkward. <laughs> and then you <laughs> it in, which is so funny. I'll never forget that. So 
kind of going off of this, this question fits really well now because you just like dropped a major lesson on everyone listening right now about letting go of the thing that isn't serving you to be your happiest self, as I would say. But what I want to know, in addition to that lesson, what is maybe something, and we'll kind of put it on you first and then put it to the rest of the audience, something that if you could go back and talk to your past self that was hitting the wall or your past self that was just like having the worst day when it came to food and life and like in the midst of struggling, like with the knowledge that you have now and the journey that you've been on so far, what is a piece of advice that you would tell that past version of yourself to help him out of that place? So it's going to sound really cliche, but it would just honestly be that to love myself, like we as a society, I guess, you know, like the other thing that I always tell Claire is I want to be a kid again. Like I want to eat like a kid again. I want to move like a kid again. Um, and you know, when we're, we're children, we're just so in tune with who we are. We don't care what anyone else thinks. If someone makes fun of us in class, we go home and cry about it, move on with our lives. And we're still that same person. And somewhere along the journey, I really, I, I would probably say in high school, society just really hits us and we just feel the need to conform to whatever that gold standard is. But the truth is like, we're all different. And whether, you know, I don't know, like some people like to play football. Some people like to run. Some people play soccer. Um, I, I was the runner. I was the kid that played soccer. I hated playing football. I hated playing basketball. Um, but you know, society, like the jocks that played football were the kids that were popular and, you know, it bothers people in a way. Um, it never really bothered me, but there's just those things that you just feel the need to be like, I've always felt the need to be like the kid that was at the gym and trying to get like abs, you know, fun fact, not everyone is going to have abs. Like I got to a point where I was such low body fat that I passed out in class and I was having heart problems. And it was just this wake up call that like, that's not worth it. And so it really just, you, we need to accept who we are and just love who we are because if we don't, we end up going down this, you know, this really bad path and everyone can, you know, walk around with that surface level. Like I love who I am in a way, but do you like, have you taken that step back to just genuinely ask yourself that question? Um, because like before we hopped on this call, like Claire asked me, what is the thing that like lifts you up or gives you joy? And thankfully like our connection got interrupted and I had like two minutes to really think about it because it's just like something I had never asked myself. And I was listening to a podcast earlier in the day and it was like, what is that one thing that you love about yourself? And I couldn't come up with anything because I just hadn't ever asked myself like, what is something that I love about myself that wasn't deemed by society as something that was worthy to be loved about myself? So um, I just, I guess to answer your question, it really is just coming down to the fact like to, I would have told myself to just love who I am and accept who I am um, because the sooner you accept who you are, the easier it becomes to love who you are. So my dude, you're going to make me cry over here. Okay. Not going to cry. I learned from you. Okay. (laughs) What did you say? I said, I learned from you. So Uh, man, I just, I'm just like having a hard time piecing words together after that mic drop, because what you said, it's like, everybody says like, love yourself, right? You know, go on Pinterest. All you see are these beautiful things. It's like, love yourself, you know, find joy in what you do, but it's like, do you though? Like, do you actually? And I think begging that question or even having someone in your life, whether it's a coach, whether it's a friend, whether it's a spouse, someone to say like, what do you love about yourself? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is that thing that you actually enjoy? Like that, you know, you bring value to the table because if you don't have that, right. If you can't ask that about yourself, then again, what we were talking about before we got on this call, it's like, you're always going to be looking externally to validate your worth, right? But you don't need to do that. That's where we fall into disordered behaviors with food, disordered behaviors with exercise, right? Looking outward saying, well, what do they, the all-knowing air quotes, they, what do they want me to be, right? But at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Like you said, and you really have to ask yourself that question because if you don't know, then how are you going to get better, right? How are you going to love your life? How are you going to improve your relationship with food? Because it's all connected, podcast, it's all connected. So that was wonderful. And I want, I want to transition to, so you talked about yourself. That was what you would tell yourself. And obviously you're telling everyone in the audience that as well, 
because they're hearing this and they're like, oh man, I need to love myself too. But if you had another piece of advice or maybe in the position that you're sitting now, four months into this journey, recovering your relationship with food, what would you say to someone who is maybe sitting in the same position that you were sitting in three, four, five months ago, who knows something needs to change, but they're too afraid to admit it, right? Like you were talking about with a scale or they don't necessarily know where to start. Like what friendly piece of advice would you offer to help them get out of that place, get out of their own way, as we like to say? (laughs) So I guess, you know, the first step, as they always say, is just acknowledging that there's something wrong. Like you, I think that it's just something that we know is there, but we just bury for so long. So just really coming to terms like, okay, there's, you know, there's something going on here. Um, and I don't even know if wrong is the right word, just, but something that you just don't feel right about. Um, and then, you know, obviously to find the right source of help. So like, luckily I found Claire and to know that it's going to be a journey. Um, I think that in today's society is just, what is the next quick fix? And I think for Claire and I, probably the first thing that comes to mind is this all these bad diets. Like I told her, you know, when I was at the dentist this morning and the dentist was telling me about all these diets and I just was like, honey, no, like, no, and I, you know, everyone just, we just want that quick fix. Um, and you know, people, I guess, you know, uh, never mind. I'm not going to go there, but, um, you know, you just, you have to know that it's going to be a journey and those things that we bury for so long, are exactly that things that we've buried for so long. And the longer that we've buried it, the longer it's going to take to get out of it because all we do is just dig ourselves a deeper and deeper hole. And so to climb out of that hole takes time. Um, like I guess to give an analogy, you have to learn how to, you know, climb a wall or to how to build a ladder out of that, you know, out of that hole. Um, and you have to learn, relearn a lot of the things about yourself that society or you, um, have said you're not happy with. Um, and that you, I would say, um, it can be done by yourself, but honestly, like the best thing to do is just to ask someone for help because you only see what you want to see. Um, and you know, working with Claire, she sees things about me that I don't see. Um, and, it's so nice to have someone we come in our check-in call, like to say, I've seen this theme going on. Um, and I think this is something we should address or, you know, what do you think about doing X, Y, and Z? And I might have picked up on that theme, but it's, it would have taken me way longer than a week. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's really accepting that it's a journey, asking for help, knowing, you know, and accepting that there's something wrong. Um, and just being okay with, the journey and acknowledging the, your own progress. Cause so often it's, we were on this journey and we forget to congratulate ourselves. Like Claire, I, Claire and I had our three month um, check-in sheet and, you know, she started off our check-in with like, I just want to congratulate you on how far you've come in three months. And I just had, didn't even realize like how far I had come in three months and I still have a long way to go. Um, but I'm okay with that. And it's because I'm giving myself those little wins as Claire would say, you know, throughout my journey. So, and I I think that's so beautifully stated about it being a journey. And, you know, again, that's like one of those Pinterest things. It's like, it's a journey, right? But like, is it really, like, do you really believe that? Because just like you said, like, how long did it take you, the individual listening to this podcast, how long did it take you to get to a place in your life where you're not happy with how you view food in your own body? For many people, Mm -hmm. it's been a lifetime, right? So it's like, take the number of years that you've been alive and then add that to the back end, saying it may take this long to start this process of recovering that relationship with yourself. And that's okay, right? The important thing is you had that pivotal moment where you're like, something needs to change. And I'm either going to start this journey myself. I'm going to reach out for help and find that. I call the coaching thing, like the, uh, the unbiased third party. Cause it's like, you know, I know you, right. I know your life because we've been working together, but I'm not biased to see the things that you want to tell yourself, right. Or that Mm -hmm. you want to see. It's like, you know, I see this pattern. Like you said, you know, I know enough about your life to know that like 
this is something that we maybe need to fix and how are we going to do this in a shorter amount of time so it won't take the rest of your life, right? So I think that was really beautifully stated. It's a journey. And the last thing you said about congratulating yourself, giving yourself pats on the back, it reminded me of one of the first things that you and I did. And I actually did this with another client who started more recently. You two are the only ones I've done it with yet, but, um, I find when I have people like me and like you, right? For any dietitians who are listening, you know, it's like the type A, perfectionistic, very driven. It's like, we can excel, right? We do the things. It's like, I tell David to like work on something, like he's going to do it, right? He's going to work on it. But I know, uh, I don't want to say a character flaw, but something that happens on the back end of that is we forget to say, hey, you're doing a good job or, oh my gosh, look at how far I have come. So the one thing we did for you, which it's kind of coming full circle here is the very first thing I was like, you know, whenever you have a positive interaction with food, with the, you know, the gym, with your body, like, I want you to write it down and put it in a jar, right? Call it whatever you want. It's the wind jar. Yep. It's the, the feel good jar. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But so you can look at that whenever as when, not if, like when you're having a day where something isn't going right, or you don't feel like you're making any progress, you can look at it and say like, I've done all of these things that I wasn't doing for myself before I admitted like something needs to change. Right. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself pats on the back, beautiful, beautiful. And, and David, I have one, you've been wonderful. Let me say, like, I know, I think everyone like first podcast interview, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm a little nervous. Like what's going to happen. But like you slay my friend. I think everyone listening will attest to the fact that you're going to be an awesome RD. You're going to be a potential, Hey, want to come back on the podcast when you're an RD? I will have you gladly. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're going to do wonderful things as you continue throughout your journey, both as a human being and an RD. But what I want to know before I ask you my last final question, I know we kind of talked about a lot and you dropped so many knowledge bombs from experiences. Do you have anything else left to add on the topic of improving your relationship with food or the things we've talked about so far? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just, I, don't, I mean, the thing that I know I already talked about it, but the thing that she's keeps popping into my mind is just, you know, really, accepting who you are um and i don't know why that is um but it's really accepting who you are and just congratulating yourself like i i didn't i don't do that often and it's something i'm starting to do and like again i didn't realize you know aside from so going away from food but like i didn't realize all the things i had done as an undergraduate until i had these graduate schools like asking for me to go there and like paying for me to go like visit them and it felt good to like have that validation, but that shouldn't have been something that I was waiting for someone else to give me. That should have been something that I was giving myself in the first place. Um, because, you know, so often, I don't know if, you know, anyone listening goes to the gym, but it's just like, we get so caught up in looking at the guy that can lift more when we forget that like our bench has gone up by 10 pounds or, you know, 20 pounds or whatever in the past couple of months or, um, I'm also, I'm like, I'm a big runner. And so like I shaved some seconds off my time, like that really is a, an amazing feat that we've done. Um, whether it's like, if you're a mom and you're just, you're realizing that like you're getting better at handling like a, a grumpy child and you know, it finally takes only two minutes to put your kid to sleep instead of like 45 minutes. Cause you have to read them 10 stories. Um, you know, just little things like that. Um, I just, even outside of food that you can just acknowledge that you're making progress on, um, and just kind of give yourself that pat on the back because the sooner that you have confidence in the things that you do, the sooner other people notice and the more opportunities and successes start to come your way. So mm-hmm. I think that it really does like everything that we talked about today can be applied to so much more than just how you view food and exercise. It can be how you view your entire life. Mm. I couldn't agree more. And I know that you know that I agree because one thing that, that I always say to you and everyone else is nothing improves in isolation, right? So if you get better at patting yourself on the back for putting your foot to use your reference, putting your fussy child to bed sooner or getting into graduate school, right? If you can learn to kind of give yourself that grace, how I would say, this is a great transition, by the way, be more gentle with yourself, right? (laughs) The more you can learn to do that in other areas of your life, moving freely, loving fiercely, the easier you're going to be able to translate that skill into your eating habits, which is 
the door through which I access this conversation, but it's not all there is to life, right? So I think that's beautifully stated. Being independently focused and really, and this is to take a line from my coach who maybe got it from another coach is the only person you can compare yourself to is who you were six months ago, who you were a day ago, who you were an hour ago, right? And it sounds like you are building up the intuitive living muscles in order to be able to do that. You're going to live more intuitively than that dude over there. I just, I just know it not to be comparatively (laughs) speaking, but, um, amazing, amazing. The last thing I want to ask you, and this is falling in line with the last question I ask every guest I have on the podcast. And I think, you know, it's coming because I know you listen to the podcast, but you know, very well, my platform is all about living more gently and giving yourself that space, right? Like we were just talking about giving yourself the space to pat yourself on the back for all that you do well, for all that you do to move your life forward, rather than beating yourself up for all that you don't feel like is going the exact air quote right way. So Mm -hmm. David, my friend, I want to know, what do you feel like you are doing in your daily life to live a little bit more gently with yourself? It, it just, it goes back to one of the things that I mentioned earlier was just being a kid again, like reminding myself that it's not that serious during the day. Um, and just to enjoy the little things. I mean, kids laugh at like this, like what we would think the stupidest things. I mean, just like the little nuances of life that they just get so much joy out of. And I have genuinely just tried to just slow down and appreciate the things that are around me, even if it's just taking like while I'm walking around on campus, like taking out my earbuds and just listening to the birds or just even if I have my earbuds in, um, just saying, you know what, I'm going to go a different way to my class because I have five more minutes and I'm just going to like appreciate what's around me. And I'm going to take like five minutes, even just to listen to some music and unwind um, to say, you know what, it's super late. Like, I'm done doing homework. I just want to relax a little bit um, before I go to bed. And it's just, it really is just for me trying to be a kid again and just not taking things so seriously because, you know, in all honesty, like being a senior now, having that high GPA, cool. You know, having a lot of things on your resume, cool. But like when you're on your deathbed, are those the kinds of things that you're going to be happy that you did? Or are you going to remember the times you hung out with your friends and the times that like you were with your family and the vacations you went on. Like I know as a student, it's just so easy to say like, I can't go do X, Y, and Z because I have this other things that I need to do. Um, I remember like I've, I've not gone to things before, like, you know, full disclosure in high school, my sister actually um, got married and I only had like a week notice and I had two exams and I didn't, she was like, I couldn't go. Um, and I like, that's one of my biggest regrets is like missing that. And, you know, she's, things happened and she got married again and I was at that wedding, but like I learned from my mistakes. And so, um, just realizing like, there's just, and we know, like, we know those things that we, we need to be at, um, and the things that we're taking too seriously. So just to tap into that and just acknowledge it and to be a kid again and just not, take everything full force and not to be so hard on yourself. Mm. You know what you're reminding me of right now? A very wise human being, but also, um, I know I posted this in our Slack group a while ago, but there's this song by a woman named Jess Glenn, and it's literally titled, Don't Be So Hard on Yourself. And man, if there weren't copywriting laws, I would put that as the outro to this (laughs) podcast because everything that you just said... It's just like lighten up, right? Don't be so hard on yourself because at the end of the day, it's Mm -hmm. not all the little things that we hold on to with such like tight fisted white knuckle grips that matter, right? It's how do you treat yourself? How do you treat the people around you? How do you speak to yourself, right? Are you doing things that add value to your life? And are you giving your space to enjoy life? Do you listen to the little things like the birds, right? Do you sit outside and eat eggs like I did today? Cause it was so nice. And I was channeling my inner David because he lives in Florida. Like, do you give yourself the time and space to exist in a way where you enjoy being a human being rather than fretting over every little thing that you did or didn't do? And I think, you know, anyone coming away from this podcast after hearing your message, what you've gone through and what you've learned, they can take away that it's not that serious, lighten up 
find your inner kid again when it comes to food, when it comes to, you know, how you move, how you play, all of these things, because it adds so much enjoyment back to your life. So one final thing, of course, I want to thank you again for offering up your time on your spring break. I wish I had like, you know, sometimes when you watch like a sitcom <laughs> and like they have like the clapping, it's like, woo in the background. Like I wish I was fancy enough to like add in those sound effects, but like, we're going to pretend there's a crowd cheering in the background because David took time out of his spring break to hang out with us here on the Yours Truly podcast. He is the first client of mine who is taking on the opportunity and the challenge to be here. And I know so many people will benefit from hearing your story and your message, because as you well know, you're not the only person who has struggled with this, right? No one is alone in their struggles with anything, especially when it comes to food, because we deal with food multiple times a day and not every relationship is going to be sunshine and rainbows. So last thing I want to know from you, because I know that you also have a website and you also, and I know we talked about this recently. You're like, I haven't written anything recently, but we were talking about, okay, it brings you joy. It sparks you up. So maybe by the time this is out, if you're back into the groove of writing, if anyone wants to find you, connect with you, listen to, or learn from, you don't have a podcast yet. I said, listen, but learn from some of your future RD knowledge. Where can they find your site? Um, and where can they maybe see more of you? Okay. So funny enough, I haven't written a blog post in so long. I forgot what my <laughs> website is. So, LOL. Claire <laughs> asks him on the spot. He doesn't. <laughs> okay. Continue. Yeah, it's, um, it's my first and last name. So Claire didn't say my last name earlier, but it's David Gaviria, G-A-V as in Victor, I-R-I-A.com. Um, and then if you wanted to follow me on Instagram, um, it's at David, or I'm sorry, at D underscore Gaviria, G-A-V-I-R-I-A. So I don't, yeah, I haven't written a blog post in a while, but Claire and I were talking about how maybe Instagram might be my new thing. Cause I do kind of miss that. Um, and being a senior, you know, life's kind of come down a little bit this last semester. So, um, yeah. So if you want to follow me, uh, feel free. Yeah, I would highly recommend anyone who's resonating with your story because you've even made a couple Instagram posts recently. You're right, okay, like maybe I'm not writing blogs, but I'm doing Instagrams. It's it's cathartic to write something, right? Whether it's about yeah. something you're experiencing or something that you've been through, and it's comforting in a way to know other people are out there who have been through those things. So find him if you resonate with his story and maybe coming full circle to the very beginning of our conversation. Maybe if you do, if you keep up with, with David on the IG, on the platform, you'll figure out, where he ends up. What school is it going to be? <laughs> but without further ado, can I say that when I'm leaving? Can I say without further ado, we're going to leave now? I don't really think that's a thing, but thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Yours Truly podcast with Claire and David. If you found anything in this episode helpful, please don't hesitate to leave a five-star rating and review. Tell us what you learned, what you're leaving the podcast with. And if you think anyone can benefit from hearing any message that David or I had to share, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can hit the three dots in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen to get a shareable link. You can email it to your grandma. You can share it to your friends. You can do whatever. And you can also take a screenshot and share this on social media. So we're going to peace out now. Yours, Julie, David, and Claire. See ya. <laughs>